재미와 지식의 오디오 라이프 팝빵. Ever had the feeling that your teacher got it wrong when you were at school? Yeah. Ever had that thought like, no, 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 this is not right. Uh, there's something fishy. I don't believe this. Well, It turns out, Bajaj, mm. you could have been right and your teacher could have been wrong. That's true. Or it could be, oh, teacher, you're right. That is so amazing. And then four years down the line, you realize that your teacher was wrong. <laughs> My goodness. Well, today we're going to deal with some of those facts that, uh, well, are not actually facts. Uh, they may have been taught to us that way, but they are, in fact, fictions. And we start off with uh, one that I was very distressed when I found out as a kid about the Vikings. Now, mm. you're familiar with the Vikings. Yes, the people who ride the ships. All across the seas. What's the image that comes to mind? Okay, huge beard. Sure. Huge people. Yeah. Uh, wearing the, the helmets and the, and the gear. Okay. They got the horns. Uh, I'm going to have to stop you there, Bajaj. Why not? Because, uh, well, you may think of horned helmets when you think of Vikings, but they didn't actually have any horns at all. But every cartoon character of the Vikings... I know. I know. I'm not disputing that, Bajaj. I'm saying you've been misinformed. What? Um, you see, in depictions dating from that period, uh, we get warriors, they either appear bareheaded or just very simple helmets, uh, you know, with made of iron or leather. And in fact, despite years of searching, archaeologists have only ever found one Viking-era helmet with horns. <laughs> only one in all their research. Um, and in fact, only one complete helmet that can be definitively called Viking has turned up. It was discovered in 1943 in Norway. It was a, a 10th century artifact. It had a rounded iron cap, a guard around the eyes and nose, and no horns to speak of. So in fact, Bajaj, you want to know where we get the horns from? Where? It goes back to the 1800s when Scandinavian artists were including the headgear in their portrayals of the raiders. And then when Wagner staged his uh, Der Ring des Nibelung opera cycle in the 1870s, the costume designers put horned helmets on the Vikings. And this is where we get the stereotype. Interesting. Just a couple of hundred years ago, as opposed to, uh, well, a thousand. Yeah, well, I guess um, artists will have their ways in perceiving these people. Sure. But what about his history, kind of perceiving this one person? Right. Napoleon. Tiny. Was not short. No, he was tiny. He was not. He was shorter than everyone else. He had the short man complex. That's why he wanted to take over the world. He did not, though. D explain. Most of the time, uh, Napoleon is remembered for two things. Being a, a, a mastermind uh, behind uh, war, finding out how to win war, and being Short. Uh, the so-called Napoleon complex, named after him, describes men who have a kind of inferiority complex, or more aptly, a short man syndrome. Yeah, they, of course, because he was tiny. No, no, no. In modern units, uh, Napoleon was actually about 168 centimeters tall, which is uh, kind of average. It's about your height? No, I'm 164. So he was actually taller than you? Absolutely. And when compared to average height in today's uh, France, it isn't really much. But in the 19th century, average male height was less than 165, which means Napoleon Bonaparte was actually quite tall for his time. So the reason he is still thought to be short is because he would have been surrounded by bodyguards and soldiers who met the height requirement. So he would have appeared to be short standing next to his armed men. Right. But although he 
was not so short. Sources say that Napoleon uh, would reportedly ask his wife Josephine not to wear heels so she didn't appear taller. There was also rumors that I heard that uh, you know his enemies just wanted to make him seem inferior and spread rumors that he was a short man. Yeah, it's a, you know it's a standard tactic of propaganda is uh, make people seem to have some sort of fault that you can blame them. Right, for. right, right. Yeah, and uh, well, there was one kind of propaganda. It was meant to be positive, but it turned out to be a complete lie. And many children in American schools certainly learned about George Washington chopping down a cherry tree when, in fact, he did no such thing. He didn't. Uh, no, he did not. Uh, there is this story that goes round that when he was seven, his father gave him a hatchet, and then he chopped down his father's precious cherry tree. And when uh-huh. his father asked him, he said, "I cannot tell a lie. It was I, George Washington, who chopped it down." Complete and utter nonsense. It was made up by a writer who wrote George Washington's biography. Mason Locke Weems was his name. He was a Washington biographer in 1806 and uh, it was complete lies. And the reason he did it was he wanted to present Washington as a sort of the perfect role model for young Americans. That he was honest. Yeah. And it, lie. and it worked. Because <laughs> many people look at Washington and think of him being this yeah. wonderful, honest politician when in fact he was just a human being. I guess that is true. And just another human being is Christopher Columbus. Uh, actually, he was not the only person who travelled around the world. He was not the first one to do so. I mean, the whole um, you know, Earth was flat. Nobody really believed that around that time in 1492, you know. Um, Columbus, not only did Columbus Columbus realize that the world was round, so did um, many other people before his time. Uh, The reason Columbus's trip was questioned, however, by so many people was because that people thought it was just too vast to sail across. So even the ancients were quite well aware that the world was a sphere. We got uh, Pythagoras um, is actually is generally credited with having first suggested around Earth. Aristotle agreed, supported the theory as well. So it isn't a new concept based in the 15th century. Sure. You know? Then why have so many school children been taught otherwise? Well, the fault lies with the 19th century writers who were quote-unquote, academics of strong anti-religious prejudices who cleverly drew upon both to misrepresent the church fathers and their medieval successors as believing in a flat earth. I wonder whether there are more people who believe in a flat earth now than there were then. Because you find these people online <laughs> who are, yeah, there are, there are some who purportedly say, but I think we all, we all know the earth is round and it's so did Columbus. Mm. There we go. Those are our fictions. And here's a fact. We're going to end part three with a song. It's Billy Joel. We didn't start the fire. <laughs>